There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. You're listening to U105 of the Best. A roundup of the top chat, interviews and news stories from the past week on Northern Ireland's Best Mix, U105. U105 Breakfast was the place for the modern man this week. As Morris told us on his clanging and banging in the gym, Denise brought the high-maintenance male into focus and the two of them became footwear connoisseurs. Good morning, good day yesterday. It was lovely, wasn't it? It was lovely, wasn't it? Got lots of stuff dried on the line. I was a happy bunny. The only thing is, lying at night, you know, I don't know about you, but you get about an hour of sleep because yes. you're up and down. I like your first choice of song there. Very good. Holiday. Yeah, Madonna. Yeah, by Madonna, yes. Um, so yesterday, yes, it's uh, probably one of the warmest days, of, certainly of the last few months. Yeah. Uh, just 24, 25 degrees, uh-huh. nice and warm. So what I decides to do? Go and work to a workout in a gym. Okay, didn't did I am aching today. Okay. So, yes, so yesterday was the first day back at the gym in about, no. Oh, 20 years. And did you just go full pelt? I didn't go full pelt, no. I, I kind of pelted a fair bit. Just 80% pelt? Because my 16-year-old was there sort of showing me up. Oh. So he, so he was beside me and, you know, and he was, you're crap. You're crap. You can't even lift 10 kilos. But he's 16. He's got all that energy. And he's been gone for three or four months. Right, so yesterday was my first day. You can't even curl the 10 kgs. <laughs> Oh no! And then when you lay down the gauntlet like that, you go and try and no, be, no, no. Um, I just, that's okay. Just work away at your own pace. Just give it three or four months, and we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, but so I'm sore today. Oh. Can I tell you something worse? You're oh. going to be worse tomorrow. No. It's the thing called the DOMS. You know the delayed onset muscle soreness. They're oh, called the DOMS. The DOMS. You, you get the DOMS, and but you get them about not the day after. It's the day day after you do the gym. So good. All so, I need is a little patience. <laughs> Well, I'll have even more pain tomorrow. Lovely. Elsewhere, have you heard of a creel? A creel? A creel. Is that like a wee fishy thing? <laughs> you see, it sounds like it might be, actually. You know, what, what's is, on, what is that? There is a, is that? I thought a creel was what? Whales eat. Oh. Do you know when they open up their big gubs That's and they right, suck in all the way? Is that different? Maybe it's different. No, you could be right. But this this is particular. This is a fashion mistake that came out in 2002 but has been rediscovered on TikTok and is now the hottest shoe to have despite the fact that it might be the ugliest shoe that you could have. A Cornish pasty is back? Like, it, I think this is almost on par with a Cornish pasty. You would wear them in summer though. They They're are. Nature tracks. <laughs> nature tracks. Polly Bells. Remember Polly Bells? Um, Croc had a heel put on them. 
Can you think of anything worse than a crock with a heel? So crocks with a heels are called creels. Are called creels. And they came out actually 20 years ago, well, 2002. And everybody made fun of them. And then they disappeared. But now they've re- emerged on TikTok. And the TikTokers are wearing them, thinking they're cool. And all of a sudden... Are they made out are of fine. rubber like the crocky things? They are made out of the same material, yes. They're literally crocks with a bit of a clunky heel on the and back. how big are the heels? They're like block heels, you would wear. Yeah. Can, can you get them sort of... Like for Saturday Night Fever dancing. Remember they had a bit of a heel? Oh, yes, of like course. A Cuban heel croc? Yes. Now that's you're talking. So, high maintenance men, apparently they're on the rise because of the whole metrosexual thing. You the know, what? David, the metrosexual thing. They're looking good, spending time in the bathroom, and demanding more. And one in five women think they're with high maintenance men. Now, I've looked at the list here. I, I'm with a low-maintenance man. I'm very lucky, I think. I don't think he ticks the box for many of these things. Some of these are absolutely ridiculous. That, uh, that men demand a number of kisses on, on the end of a text or an email now. <laughs> Looking at your face. I've never in my life got an email or a text from you with a kiss in the right, end of it, right, ever. Okay. Um, refuse to go camping, only drink bottled water. Hang on, hang on. Refuse to go camping? Yes, high-maintenance men refuse to go camping. Okay. Maybe they just don't like the lumpy ground and they haven't got a sleeping bag. Maybe. Some of them are random and then we get to the top of the list, but change outfits several times a day. Mm, Only stay in five-star or four-star hotels. This is all very... I don't, like... I, I don't know too many of these men, no. I've to be honest. But uh, we get to the top of the list. And they have a strop at number one. They have a strop and they don't get their own way. Do you strop? Everybody does. <laughs> That's not necessarily how I mean. When you don't get your own way. Everybody has a bit of a... I don't, I don't think it's just like... it's just The men can answer this back, but this is in the papers today, I'm just saying. Um, they're always late. High maintenance. I, I know more women that are late than men, to be perfectly okay. honest. And um, they need to have their texts or their uh, their mobile or whatever, their texts or their mobile answered immediately um, and don't want to wait. They want an immediate answer. Why didn't you answer me straight away? Yeah, it's normally me saying that to my husband, to be honest. Or kids. Yes, exactly. This week's heat wave had everyone sweating buckets. So thank you to natural health therapist Sal Handy on U1054 for some tips on keeping cool while the mercury rises. We'll be talking about the heat in a moment. Some people are finding it difficult. My goodness me, it's a good job you don't live elsewhere if you're finding this week a, a big challenge. But yes, it is officially a heat wave. And uh, Kathy, Kathy, good morning to you. Kathy uh, says she's sweating like a sow. Kathy, good morning. Uh, your words, not mine, but uh, I'm finding it very hard to sleep. Going to be talking to Sal Hanvey about this. Actually. I think we have a chance to talk to to Sal uh, now. Morning, Sal. Good morning. If people are, I suppose, sweating in bed and feeling it feeling very difficult just to get over to, to sleep with the heat, what's the best advice to them? Well, we all know about the hot water bottle. Um, not many people fill a, a hot water bottle with ice cold water. This is, is, is this the thing we should be doing at the moment? Well, we don't have air con. We don't have that luxury, most of us. So, you know... A cold water bottle down at the feet helps to regulate the body temperature. So that's one really quick, easy way to do something. And when I often tell my clients about that, they're they're very shocked and surprised. Never think about a hot water bottle being a cold water bottle. So that's one thing. Um, also, not eating dinner too late. 
it brings our temperature up. And if our temperature raises before bed, it will you'll find it even harder to sleep. You find it hard to sleep when you have dinner late anyway. But if it's really hot outside, then you don't want to add um, fuel to the fire, so to speak, by having dinner too late. So that's another way of doing it. Have a jug of ice cold water by your bed um, so you constantly keep hydrated, but also you can press the, the uh, ice cold jug against your face, which is also really, really good to help bring your temperature down overall as well. Making sure you have cotton rather than synthetics that you wear. These are all um, good to sleep um, hygiene tips regardless of heat, but even more prevalent when the heat is as it is. Is it a good idea not to actually sleep with your partner, to maybe be in separate rooms? I mean, it is obviously a thing, yeah. I mean, you're going to be hotter whenever there's a body temperature beside you of someone else um, radiating off you. Um, so the, the more space you have, the more air that's circulating around you from all directions, the better. And you, you mentioned the, you know, the getting over to sleep and the staying cool in the bed. There's the whole idea to, I suppose, the concept at the minute that people feel they're not going to get sunburned or they're not going to get dehydrated because it's September, it's almost autumn. It is actually very, very warm out there at the height of, height of the day. It is, and it's an Indian summer that I was hoping for, so I'm very, very happy about that. However, I am actually in London today, and I'm not relishing um, <laughs> going outside because it's 30 degrees. It's a bit different. And when I get back, um, I'd say that I'll probably welcome the 23, 24 of home. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I'm, I, I get the feeling, Sal, as, as a nutritionist, you're not someone who delights in the, the joys for some or the challenges for others of hot weather? No, I mean, I, I really am like so, so sensible when it comes to it because I just know the repercussions that can occur. It's actually really dangerous to be in hot temperatures. People don't seem to realise the impact that it can have. You just go up with a heat stroke or I'm affected by the heat. It's actually physiologically changing the composition of our cells and, and how our body is literally trying to do all this work to try and regulate it back to 37 degrees. Uh, anything in in the bedroom over 24 degrees, and you, you know you're not going to sleep deep. You're not going to heal, rejuvenate, recuperate, and um, replenish your muscles and and all of that stuff. If we don't get really, we should have a room about 18 degrees, but that's not possible at this time of year. We don't have aircon. We're keeping windows open, but yet it's still warm. You know, so really, it's about keeping it below 24. If you have it above 24, you don't sleep particularly well. So we need to find ways in order to mitigate some of these. Um, symptoms of the heat and try and do our best even just a fan in the room and you know people like children and older people are the ones who are affected most by the heat and so really keeping a fan in the room I know then maybe the noise can keep some people awake but you know it's just that kind of thing you need to find the middle ground you need to find the sweet spot for you yeah, so I can hear people shouting at the radio, for goodness sake, typical Irish, you know, it's raining all the time, they get three or four hot days and they're gearing and they're having specialists on the radio about getting <laughs> over to sleep, but <laughs> we're, we're, we're never happy, so we're not. I know, it, it, it is important though, if it's for one day or five days, uh, you know, but I think we all also have a tendency um, to look out the window and go, my goodness, it's such a beautiful day out there and then sit around the table having a cup of tea. <laughs> this is true, this is true. Sal, uh, <laughs> enjoy the heat of London. Thank you very, very much indeed. Sal Hanvey with us here on the U105 phone. Ricky Vivet took the lead on the lunchtime bistro with Carolyn, answering our listeners' pet health questions. If you have any questions for any of our regular guests, drop us a WhatsApp or a text and we'll maybe get you on air. How are you doing if you just joined us? Your timing is perfect.
perfect if you love to hear from the vets and you've got a four-legged friend you'd like to ask a question you can do that on 077 105 Vicky the vet has just stepped in hello Vicky hi Caroline how are you doing I'm very good isn't this weather fabulous it's absolutely stunning it's lovely out there did you get any time in the garden at the weekend or yeah yesterday we did actually right. it was lovely yeah, do you do a really bit of gardening nice. do you know I wish I was better um, <laughs> I could be doing a lot more that's that's to be sure but yeah I know it would be nice to, to get a bit better at it it's having the time to uh-huh. do it really and knowing and yeah. knowing a bit about the plants that mm. are in our lovely garden <laughs> and whether they're weeds or not yeah that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> I spent a fair bit of time yesterday weeding the garden and you know I could just weed and weed and weed forever because it seems my garden full of weeds maybe everybody's feeling the same thing it must be because it was so wet during the summer I think so it's like ours is the same mm-hmm. it's just kind of all shot up which is lovely but then yeah like you say it's hard to know right can I can I pull that but, bit yeah, out or will is I that... leave it there yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> alright well look listen we've got pl- uh, plenty of people in um, concerned about their four-legged friends we furry friends at home and uh we're going to try at least point them in the right direction. The first one is from Ashley McMahon, who says, um, he asked, how could I get my w- one-year-old Maltese to stop chasing and biting his tail and jumping up on people and nipping them? Doesn't sound very pleasant. So what about this little minx of a Maltese? <laughs> what would you do with that? I think there's a couple of things there. So um, as a one-year-old, it's kind of, it, they are like a teenager. Okay, mm. so that's first and foremost. We do see kind of a, some of the behaviours that develop is, is quite similar to what happens in teenagers and in children. So um, actually kind of going back to basics would be a really good start. Yes. Um, try to limit as much as possible the behaviour. I would I'd get the child tech, checked. Mm. Um, sometimes they can chase around that area because of their anal glands. So making sure that there isn't an anal gland issue going on would be number one. Um, and then um, actually just uh, if there's nothing medical going on, then sometimes just having them on what we call a house line in the house, so you can redirect them onto something else so that you can really prevent the rehearsal of that behaviour would be a good place to start. With regards to jumping up, um, again it might be that on occasion we've reacted in a way that the dog thinks is actually it's a game. Mm-hmm. So it's actually been really quite um, cognizant of your own reaction. So making sure that you stay calm and moving away and giving them something else to do in that situation. And again sometimes if they've had a really busy day then we see these type of behaviours because they've kind of if you think about a bucket or a sink in terms of their emotions, they're just having this massive overflow of emotions and don't quite know what to do with their body so actually giving them time and space somewhere to settle and really promoting that at the times of day when it happens would be a good place to start okay and is it true that you should turn your back on a dog that's doing that so that doesn't think that you're engaging with it yeah it, it depends on the actual sequence of events before that so yes ideally uh, just staying calm would be my number one piece of advice in that don't situation don't start going down 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 the way we do that our exactly. arms near get down get down get down exactly. and next the dog thinks this is fun then yeah they think either you're playing or it's just causing a massive spike in their arousal levels and that's what we want to be and that's why you kind of had that historic advice of turn your back and move away but just stay calm and kind of if you've got somewhere where you can sit so that you can stop that jumping up mm. um, and then at a different time so training them out of context but trying to teach them a behavior that you could ask them to do that is you know um, isn't a, a that's excuse me, prevents them from being able to jump up, like asking them for a sit or a lie down or something like Mm -hmm. that. But you need to train that out of context first before you can use it in that situation. Otherwise, they'll just think you're crazy and they won't won't do it. So there's a wee bit of work in, first of all, doing the basic things like sit 
lie down, all that, which means then whenever you get to an occasion where it's misbehaving, you just need to use one of those commands. Yeah, give them that cue, yeah. Um, and sometimes, again, just a touch cue is enough so that you're not actually asking them to alter their border position because, again, if you've got a hyperactive dog, asking them to lie down in that situation is actually really, really challenging. But if you can get them to do a touch cue, which um, lots of the Dogs Trust, Peter's Day, all of those places will show you how to train that, where you're, all you're doing is getting the dog to um, touch their nose on your hand. So you're putting your hand down low and you're asking for that behaviour because automatically then they're on the ground sure. with you. So teach that out of context first and then try in those situations. Otherwise a house line, as I said, just to kind of manoeuvre them around and get them doing something that you want them to do would mm-hmm. be really helpful. You wonder how they get to that stage because I have a friend who's a dog like this and as soon as you come into the house, it's nipping around your ankles, it's running around, it's a wee sort of mixed Maltese sort of terrier type and it's unpleasant to sit there whenever the dog, and then it starts jumping up on you and round your back of your neck. Yeah. And, you know, you're trying to have a conversation with the owner of the house. Yeah. And this, I just think that is really uncomfortable. It's not a pleasant experience because the owner is worried about it because they know that nobody wants that. Yeah. But whenever they're on their own, that's perfectly normal behaviour and they don't mind. I know. I know. It's trying to be consistent. So actually teaching your dog that that behaviour, you don't really want it, even if it's with yourself, you know, if you don't mind it, but actually trying to say, right, for a period of time, we're going to be consistent and make sure that when we come in, the house we're either putting them on a house line so that you can then maneuver them around so that they aren't able to jump up as much teach them those training cues so that you can ask for those as alternative behaviors and then slowly you should see that um the behaviors that we don't want start to fade out because mm-hmm. they're not born like that no you know, it's, it's stuff um, that we've let allowed to happen or we've created yeah and i think a lot of the time when when i'm giving advice about p- popping a house line on you know it can be why would you want your dog on a lead in the house but actually initially that's okay as long as they're not pulling against it too much there's a bit of work to be done on loose lead but then you can it's a really helpful tool to kind of stop that rehearsal because the more they do it the more they're going to do it yeah so um yeah. we've got to nip that in the bud at that point sure okay actually i hope you got something from that chat um you've got a wee bit of work to do but it'll be worth it in the end but you will not be worried about your wee dog jumping up and people and nipping them um, my son carolyn has moved back with a one-year-old cat so the son's back in the house with the cat it is a house cat but i have left it out yesterday it's been in my house about three weeks now and it's very good didn't leave the garden I'm just wondering will it be okay being out so um, a couple of things make sure um, that the cat's neutered okay so um, that's one of the things that I would say uh, to if we're, if we're going from having a house cat to an outdoor cat is, is to make sure that you kind of stop that roaming type behaviour because both females and males definitely will roam if they're entire um, so do that um, it depends what's around so you know getting them used to traffic if they've not been used to traffic and things like that is, is quite important so seeing how they I do it supervised for a period of time if you can and then build up slowly to, to extended periods of time and try and work out what the dynamic is in the area as well so is it a heavily uh, populated cat area and try and time it so that they're not always out with those cats that are used to that area because of the territories that go on sure. so you need to be a little bit careful and mindful so I would do it gradually sometimes you can get a little cat cameras which are really helpful so that you get a camera so that you can watch what's going on in your garden so you can work out what cats are coming in if there are cats coming in um, and you can actually get enclosures for cats in the garden which if it's been a house cat before that might be the way to go mm-hmm. um, as, a, as an alternative to kind of letting them roam completely. Yes. Complete, yeah because it will be freedom. some cat fights out there at some yeah. point. This yeah. is my territory who are you? Mm-hmm. Um, Alright so um, good luck with that and hopefully cat is back again with you. Um, Carla my question for the vet is Milo our 8 year old West has started to pee and mark the house even when the door to the garden is open. Not in a particular place. It can be 
up in the bathroom. It can be on the pedestal in the bathroom, up the leg of the bed, on the edge of the pillow, on the bed, the door frame. We have three other dogs who never do this. Milo has done it from time to time, then stops for months. It has now started again and it's driving us mad. So Stefan Ballywalter, no wonder you need help with this. She said he is healthy. Other than that, he is on um, Apocal for skin a skin issue. Mm-hmm. Any ideas? So if we've had um, kind of uh, urine behaviour, if we've got a change in any... Um, history. So the fact that we've had it intermittently in the past and then you've had periods of time without it, I would always start with a urine sample, okay? So trying to get a urine sample to the vets to make sure that there isn't a urinary tract infection or any sign of other diseases that can kind of hit around the middle age mark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Apoqua is brilliant because that's helping control the skin um, but it would be good just to get that urine in to make sure that there's no glucose in it in case there's any early diabetes or any signs of any other diseases that might be going on. So the urine tells us a lot. So do that first and foremost. Secondly, if there are other dogs in the house, make sure it is him. <laughs> I know that sounds really <laughs> obvious, um, but quite often, you know, because he's done it in the past, occasionally, you know, we think it is him. So again, cameras that you can see so you can kind of make sure that that's going on. Um, get that enzymatic cleaner so that you are cleaning those areas with a really good product so it doesn't have the ammonia smell so that he's not repeatedly doing that. And then if that's all normal and the urine results come back as clear, then kind of go back to basics almost with training again with um, helping him go outside to go to the toilet and do that at regular intervals so that can be quite tricky particularly in an adult dog but um, hourly visits which I know is difficult but for a short period of time so we can break that cycle would Mm -hmm. be a really good idea Um, and almost following him around a little bit as well so that you can interrupt the behaviour and guide him to where we want him to go would be a good idea Um, and if he's uh, again if he's castrated or not that might again be a reason so if he's entire then his prostate might be causing him a bit of an issue so getting that checked at the vets too to make sure he hasn't got an enlarged prostate would be another thing that I would want to check if we've got that kind of going on yeah you need to definitely have that looked at um, closing all those doors in that house of yours as well yeah but Steph I would be limiting the areas that he can get into and start and start peeing on the bed and on the pillows that you're sleeping on I mean that's just a nightmare so you're going to have to make sure um, you're watching every move there um, here's a question for the vet what flea treatment could be recommended for our cat he goes outside a few times a day um, previous treatment of spot on, spot on Bought in the pet shop doesn't seem to work to repel them. People recommending diluted essential oils, but I think might be poisonous for cats, as I wouldn't know which one to use. I would be steering away from those. What do you use then here, Vicky? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so much information out there, isn't there, when you kind of come to different types of um, treatment options for cats. Um, I would, as a vet, I would always say go to your vets. Um, And the reason being is we get the most up-to-date products that come into the veterinary practices. So um, we've all been familiar because of COVID about uh, the ability of viruses and, and, you know, uh, microorganisms to be able to push back and and kind of become resistant to Mm. certain products so using the most up-to-date one would be a good way to start Um, if you do have a flea problem again one of the things that we see is that um, our clients will treat the cat but won't treat the environment and the fleas live in the environment so it's really important that you treat wherever the cat's been at the same time as you apply the flea treatment if they've got fleas because otherwise it's just just going to happen again happening and yeah it's it's a nightmare and I appreciate the frustration for 
that poor listener who's having that happen but trying to do the two together is really really important um, and I would go to the vets and talk to them as long as they've not had a reaction to things in the past then getting the most up-to-date flea product would be the best thing to do. So I mean I have the spot on as well mm-hmm. so I'm the same as this particular listener and just bought it from the pet shop but it's not really going to do the trick if you know the, the fleas are in you're in trouble. Yeah. It's trying to keep them out. I know, I know, I know. And if you've got dogs in the house as well, dogs can bring, like, it's it's one of those things where the fleas can go between dogs and cats. So, Mm. um, treating all of your cats and all, sometimes you find that one cat seems to be more prone to it than the others. It's not that, it's just that that poor cat is probably having more of a reaction to what's going on in the environment and and those fleas jumping on and biting. So, treat all of your cats, all of your animals at the same time Mm. and go to the vets and try and get the most up-to-date product. How expensive is this? Um, so a lot of the vets out there now do um, like a monthly subscription, which I think is a really good way of managing that because then you can budget for it. Mm. So you know if you um, uh, signed up to their schemes, then you get your monthly or three monthly, depending on what products they're using, um, treatment. And therefore you don't have to worry about it. Um, it varies on vet practice to vet practice. I um, think it was like, I mean, whenever I think about this, I'm asking you for a reason because... I'm sure it was about six quid for the spot on for the one treatment, mm-hmm. like that just one, and I, I don't miss that last a month or something. So whenever you add it all up, it probably would be cheaper to go to the vet. I'm, I mean, I don't like going to vets because they're too dear. <laughs> so, and I've had two dogs in the past, so I, I know, know what a vet bill is. Um, you know, so I'm sort of thinking now, weigh that up. It's probably cheaper going to the vet than one of those to buy that one-off spot on. Yeah, I think it's. I think it works, and it also gives you peace of mind that you're not going to forget. Because yeah. I think that's the thing. You know, we've all got such busy lives. Whereas if you know that you're going to get your product monthly, um, then there's a reminder set. The vets are helping you with that, and I think it's one of the things I would really recommend sure. um, that we do. Oh, yeah, that does make sense. Johnny and Linda laughed their way through Thursday's live show with the lies your parents would tell you or make you tell to others. Heels and a big doctor. Dogs going to the pub and Johnny's ears being warm. Hello. <laughs> hey. You? Roger Daltrey, you don't hold the microphone like that in a radio show. <laughs> Swinging it around your head. I know, so how are you? How Great. are you? Can I tell you this thing first? <laughs> so, one of your neighbours, Rosine, was in the sewing box a couple of weeks ago and she what, says... What name did you say there? Rosine. You said Rosine. I know, but my teeth were on the road. Right. Sometimes okay. my gum's too big for my head. Thank you, big head. Go ahead. So, uh, she went to the shop and she says, Linda, I have something to tell you. And I says, what is it? She says, you know, um, Victor was looking across the street the other day, now this was a couple of weeks ago, and saw the big lad, you, mm-hmm. uh, Hoovering the grass, not Hoover, cutting the grass. Hoovering the grass? And, and he, he came out and he says, I'm, I know I'm fond of the garden, I'm not going to hoover it. He says, Roisin, quick, you got to come out and see this. And he says, What? She says, What is it? What is it? He says, Come out quick. And the two of them stood, you didn't notice, and looked at you, who, cutting the grass. And Roisin says, You know something? You just never know people. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> because you know you're not admit so you're that's not, my neighbours whose yes. windies will be put in later on <laughs> you know you're mysteriously not, you're not, you know you're not the type to I know. DIY or stuff I mean you like an iron you love a bit of iron oh, I like an iron a t-shirt yeah, you do but the rest of it you're not so no, much I'm not. no I'm not it was off yesterday and that was what it was to do to fix things up around the back garden well, and well you your neighbours are probably trying uh, to get a yeah. word still okay he's out again Roisin I'll tell you even better when I was finished my own I went and did next doors as well <laughs> I did you say therapeutic they say uh, these things well it is yes it was like you know you get to empty your head anyway 
we're talking about we. Um, I was talking about we phrases and all there. You know, like. Um, Oh, yes, away to the big doctor. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, I used to hear this and think there was a yeah. huge doctor. People had to go and say, I don't want to go and see a big doctor. I want to go and see a normal doctor. <laughs> I remember when my mum and my aunt Donna used to sit around the, the kitchen table and Maureen McGivern from next door, and they used to talk, and you would have heard me snip as a com- conversation, and there somebody had said the big doctor, and you went, what does he do? Oh, don't ask, don't so ask. So Lisa was telling me the big doctor was normally for people who were trying to get, uh, like, sick payments. Mm-hmm. Because uh, your own doctor couldn't rule on whether you were sick long term mm-hmm. or not, so mm-hmm. you had to go to the big doctor, mm-hmm. and he basically assessed you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I get the feeling the big doctor was like um, trying to pass a job interview, you know, like get out of here. There's nothing wrong with you, you know. <laughs> And the thing is, even if you were even if you were sick and entitled to that payment, by the time you got to the big doctor, you, you might be a wee bit better, but you still needed the line mm. for weeks previous. Tony says uh, you'd go to the big doctor for a whiplash claim. Oh, was that right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was a, a couple of people on this. Yes, the big man, the big doctor was a man you had to go to and tell lies so he didn't take you off the sick. Uh-huh. Says Malachi and Lenamadoon. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> right, so that was the big doctor, like a, a government doctor, yes, to assess your health or other ways. And the, ma- right? the man that always wants to say no, <laughs> Aye. and I'm not saying that people would go from the big doctor having confirmed their ailments and then go straight onto a building site. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, <clears throat> and what else? Oh, different phrases, um, and I can't even find who sent this in to me. Um, guy says, mate, uh, we'd be sitting in the house and somebody'd say, where's my mummy? My dad says, she's away with a kilty. <laughs> <laughs> Listener says, I didn't know what a kilty was. But just and, accepted but was, it. But when I was very, very young, my mummy's away with a kilty. <laughs> I thought it was some kind of ghost. <laughs> What's my mummy doing with a kilty? <laughs> it's like I can remember, and I was very, very young. Um, my dad sitting watching the TV I was very young and uh, my dad somebody came on the TV and my dad shouting Teresa come in come in why what is it there's your fella there's your fella <laughs> and it was um Fall down again on the TV or something, right? <laughs> and I'm sitting, bottom lip, going, my mummy's got a fella. <laughs> he's got a fella. He a cardigan. And, he, and he's sitting on a rocking chair. You know, <laughs> you know fall down again. <laughs> my stepdad, fall down again. <laughs> Walked tall. I was gone for years. That's a fella. Her mom, the ma's fella. And my dad's sitting, shouting it all over the house. <laughs> You know, it's like, you know, you'll, there's your boy. You know, that, that's, uh, yeah, yes. Big Con and Ardoin says, um, my dad used to say, wait to see a man about a dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, it got to the stage, we said to ourselves, I dead on. He said, then I used it in my kids. And I did come home with a dog. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I won it on a bet. With a dog. With a dog and a pet. Uh, right. right enough, my dad came home with a dog, but he was in the pub, and he came um, home with a dog. Uh, listen, I remember the dog. It was called Daly, because it followed him from Daly's Bar on the falls. Really? Now, we lived in Rathfern at the time, yes. so it was like two buses or something. Mm-hmm. So he managed to let the dog follow him onto the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I'd followed me from a bar. You'd think it was like 20 yards away. 
Oh, Joe says, my man and aunt used to tell me and my cousins they were way out to cut sticks. They were way to the bingo. <laughs> <laughs> to cut sticks. <laughs> and Johnny, when the tech man came around, your ma used to send you to the door and you, you were told to say, my mommy says she's not in. <laughs> yeah, oh, why? Yes. I was, uh, <laughs> I was well briefed and there's nobody in, you know. Right. Uh, some of these things absolutely amazing, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Uh, Shanna says, are you deaf? My dad used to say this. It was a double insult of you being both hard of hearing and thick. <laughs> <laughs> no sparing of the feelings then. Like, I mean, it was none of that, you know? No. You know, oh, don't, in, don't injure the inner child. No. You know, it was no. like, are you deaf? <laughs> yeah. And everybody just said it the way it was, didn't they? There was no, uh, oh, there was no, were, no um, cushioning. No dressing things up or anything. No, it's, uh, yeah. It, yeah, just, are uh, you thick? You, know? <laughs> you can't say those things these days. No, I'm actually I'm censoring myself mm. as I'm even thinking of talking about this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, listen, I see you've got a haircut. Yes. That's very nice. Thank you. What do you think this of is mine? Great, great radio. As you did chuckle when I walked in. I thought, have uh, you taken up swallowing hand grenades for, no, for no, a hobby? The thing is, I do have a, a lovely haircut, but you know when you can't manage your hair and then the heat just makes it go bananas? No. You don't know? No. Well, you're, you're very blessed. You're too busy out favouring the garden to know. But uh, when the heat just makes your hair go bananas. And I was actually... Was it go all frizzy and yes, all over the so place? Yes, on the way... I know like that? I know you're... <laughs> <laughs> you're probably going, I know it isn't women's hair. But before I came round here, I went to my mum, I can't go round to him because look at my hair. The hotter it got, the more it got frizzy. And anyway, so that was it. Is there not potions stuff. and all that you put in your hair I, to stop all I, that? I, I do, but I don't know how they work. Anti-frizz potion? There is an anti-frizz potion, well, 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 then would you buy some? I did. <laughs> you must be drinking it. <laughs> Keefe says, uh, I have to go and see the big doctor. I was thinking you and Linda could go with me and I might get top whack. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay. Oh, very good. <laughs> Mountain View says, my ma would always say, you, you know, if we're asking, where's my daddy, where's my daddy? It was Saturday night. He's away to the ice cream shop and the steady came home and put me off ice cream for life. And <laughs> <laughs> ice cream, some material, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> 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 so Makes you stagger about and um, sing. Uh-huh. Right, anyway, when are you spoiling your own show? Uh, tomorrow night, Saturday night and Sunday night from 7 o'clock until 12. Holy right. sausage, I saw a movie. This is meant to be the movie quick, review. Quick. So I went to see The Equalizer, Denzel Washington, and it was absolutely brilliant. Go and see it in the movies. Right, okay. I give it a nine. Davy says, when watching football and somebody scored a goal with a header, my dad would say, do you see him there? He got up like a lily. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what a lily is. That's right. And somebody goes away, runs fast. He was away like a lilty. So your mummy's away with a lilty. No, mummy's like away a... with a kilty. Get it oh, right. All right. But right. they were both away like a lilty. Ah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what a lilty is. No. Somebody no. find out. No. I hope it's nothing. Maybe you know, that maybe, you're not allowed to say anymore. Maybe or? they're Scottish. It sounds like a <laughs> a Scottish lilty. Lilty. Mm. No, because you think it rhymes with kilt, which is Scottish. That's, that's why, isn't it? <laughs> That's as far as my <laughs> word association. Tangential thinking's going. <laughs> yeah, my mum used to say when you ask a question, she didn't want to answer. 
Oh, Peter wouldn't ask you that. <laughs> yes, Tanya. Anyway. Okay, bye. Go away. Bye, bye. He said very, I mean, kind of said kindly. Mm-hmm. Um, you're on the marinade. Mm-hmm. I'm sad. Did you spoil my show yesterday? No. <laughs> Flying with children was the topic of discussion as Kim Kelly joined Frank on Wednesday. With a Turkish airline offering adult-only flights, they discussed the stresses surrounding parents keeping their kids calm once they've passed the cockpit. The next time you're going to Budapest, would you like the opportunity to fly in a section of the plane that is child-free? It's an idea from one of the Turkish airlines, actually, and you may have to pay extra, so would you pay extra to travel on a child-free flight? Um, This airline is dividing opinions, indeed, in relation to the idea. It is the Corendon line, and they have divided opinion after basically drawing up plans to launch an adults-only section on its flights where children would be banned and there would still be children on the flight but they'd be cordoned off, there'd be a like a curtained area where adults only are allowed and the children would be with their parents or whatever uh, further back and away out of sight you might have to pay an extra uh, 38 quid, anything up to £105 actually depending on where you would be positioned because there'd also be additional seating with uh, more leg room and whatever for the more expensive option. I must speak to Kim about this who has an opinion on most things. Uh, Kim, good morning. Hello there. I hate this. I think this is absolutely awful. Would people, honestly, would people just grow up whenever it comes to dealing with little kids? I just find this utterly offensive, and I don't even have any small, small kids left. It's just, I just find this awful. In this day and age, people just can't be a wee bit nicer to each other, you know, when they have to, like, ban children. Honestly, what next? Are, are we going to ban Christmas? Well, there's an interesting point, you know, because, you know, some people are tortured by children screaming and whinging and yapping whenever they're on the flight and the poor child is, you know, got a sore ears or the child's restless or the child's hungry. But they are, they are annoying. There's no, there's no question or, or doubt about the fact that they are annoying, but they're not, and I need to emphasize this, they are not as annoying as drunken passengers or loud-mouthed adults who are going to hen and stag do's who could equally be beside you further up the plane. So I don't see any advantage. I don't see any advantage in segregating the, the planes. But but a whinging child, there's no there's no question about it. It's, it's annoying, even though we've all been there. We've been parents, most of us, and we've had our whinges ourselves. But you, you, you can't dilute it, even though we laugh it off and say, ah, oh, lovely wee pet, how are you? Goodness sake, there's only been three hours of this, but that's all Right. You know, we can all be very kind, but it's still annoying. Of course it is. Next time you're on a plane or next time anybody is on a plane and they see a mum or indeed a dad struggling with a baby, ask if you can have a little hold because that's happened that's happened to me a few times whenever my son was little and a very kind older lady. He was all, you know, kicking off about goodness knows what. And of course, whenever you start to panic, then you can't get the baby to be quiet and you can feel yourself getting really hot and everyone's glaring. And I remember this lovely lady came over and just went, Oh, let's let's have have a wee hold and she took the baby away and she wandered about with them and it was just lovely and I actually paid that back recently I was on a plane and there was a woman and she was struggling with a baby and I said oh I love babies and I just took it off her and oh, it was a lovely thing you know I just sort of played with her and oh, it, was, it, it, it was nice I, 
I just think it's awful that we single out babies for this. I mean, imagine saying, you know, I don't want to sit next to fat people or I don't want to sit next to smelly people. I just think at this day and age... Well, hold on, I don't want to sit next to smelly people. Well, I don't either, but, you know, you just have to get on with it and there's nothing, there's nothing you can do. That is just life. Everybody has been a child and we were all as whiny as each other. But I think we need to help out each other. I mean, I think whenever you go to places like France and Spain, if your baby's crying, men can move over and say, oh, you know, let me hold hold your baby. I think we all need to help each other a little bit. They're only babies. I mean, they're not, you know, not monsters. I, I agree. I agree entirely with you. And I, I, as I say, we've been there ourselves. You've an example. I've an example of when the wee one was yeah. wee. You know, you just have to you have to accept that it's a, a one-year-old or a two-year-old and they're just not as well-behaved as they will be when they get a bit older or when they're a wee tot and they're whinging and they don't even know they're on an airline or why their ears are sore. But but the the other side of that question is you will you will have people who don't have never had children who don't understand children who are themselves impatient by nature they're they're quite bitter in their attitude to life in general should they not have the option of forking out an extra hundred quid and getting offside. They should spend that money on a pair of noise-cancelling headphones. I mean, there's really nothing you can do. I remember being on a plane with Dara when he was little, and he did that thing, you know, you try and change him before he comes on the plane, but as soon as we sat down, he exploded. You know my little baby's exploded, about three months old. He exploded so much that he filled up the entire leg of his baby grow. And I remember, of course, there's no really to change it. The captain smelled so bad that the captain actually came out and said that we had to delay the flight. Can you imagine how mortified I was? So, so, hold on. You you were providing child and smelly passenger. It was revolting. He, I've never, he's never done it since. Of, you know what I mean? He, he didn't do it before or since. He waited until he set his bum on that seat. He was about three months old and he exploded. Just exploded. <laughs> and it was like dripping. And the air hostess, God lover, was about, uh, she was about 20. She was like dry, dry retching. And I have to say, the rest of the plane were being very nice. I mean, the smell, it was my child. And even I thought it was bad. <laughs> and everybody was so nice. And I just heard the air traffic controllers going, what's what's going on on that plane and the pilot was going we have to delay a bit we have to delay <laughs> yeah, sir, I can imagine the traffic and travel <laughs> report and be nice. delay coming into Heathrow because Kim Kelly's wee fella shot himself. He filled the leg of his baby girl, like right up. It wasn't just, you know, a little bit. It was the most revolting thing he's ever done. Enough, and, you know, enough, what? enough. Oh, and people dear. were lovely about it. They were absolutely lovely. But I do remember being on planes and, you know, Dara babbling away to people and people being very patient. Being very, very patient and very kind. So I always pay it forward now. If you see a baby, go over and lift it and just have a wee cuddle. It's great. Lovely, lovely. Oh, what a lovely <laughs> mommy you are. Oh, dear old Kim, you're a doll. Right, uh, Kim Kelly, total understanding for parents who are stressed on the plane. Uh, your opinions are very welcome here on the U105 phone in. Thanks for listening to this week's U105 of the Best. For all this and more, tune in weekdays on FM, on DAB, or on the app, and on your smart speakers for Northern Ireland's best mix, U105.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.